Hello, hello, and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. I am sitting here on my bed in this gorgeous apartment in Rio de Janeiro. I'm right on the corner of Apoador in the middle of Copacabana and Ipanema. It's so, so beautiful. I love it here so much. Um, And it's really, really rainy today. So when it's really rainy in Rio, you don't really leave the house. Um, It gets pretty wild out there. So I thought today I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to get lots of work done. I'm going to get this podcast out to the world. And uh, yeah, I have a really, really good show with you, with you, with all of you. I have a really good show for all of you today with um, a teacher in Salt Lake City that I really, really admire and respect and look up to. Um, Sifu Tony Locke is an incredible woman. I first met her years and years ago when I was in journalism. I was assigned to write a story about her. So I'm going to link that story in the show notes so that you can go learn about um, the first conversation that I ever had with Sifu Tony um, because we kind of skipped over all of that. Um, we really did. We skipped right over the sea adventure, all the studies she did at Huntsman Center because we had already had that conversation and I already published it in print with these gorgeous images of Sifu. Um, so I will link it if you want to go check it out. And, you know, um, having this conversation with Sifu, the day that I unexpectedly left for Rio, it was exactly what I needed. Um, I was so stressed about kind of this last minute flight to Rio that I had decided to book um, that I even thought like maybe I shouldn't do the podcast. I'm too, do you ever do that where you're like, I have too much going on so I need to like cancel everything so that I can focus on, you know, my priorities. And this conversation with Sifu actually really reminded me like you are the water flowing through the river and the things that you think are stopping you are just little boulders that the water just flows right around. So, you know, the next day when I was just traveling and this this whole journey of getting to Rio has felt like, you know, Buddha, am I meant to be there? Are we meant to make it to Rio for the holidays? Because you're giving me all of these ideas that maybe we're not meant to make it. And um, having Sifu Tony's, you know, message in my mind I just kind of kept seeing myself as I was traveling as just this I'm just a drop of water in a river and I'm just flowing through these countries and I will arrive where I meant to arrive and and I was on another show last week that will come out in a few weeks called the woo cast with Juliet Root and she and I were talking about the power of prayer and that was another thing that really really stuck with me I was praying my little ass off this week and my prayers were always answered It is freaking me out how quickly my prayers are answered. So if you're curious, (laughs) you know, I wasn't planning on making any episodes like about traveling to Rio or about, you know, why I'm even here alone. (laughs) If that's something you're curious about, send me a message um, because uh, you're my audience. Do you want me to talk more next week about spiritual contemplations or do you want me to, do you want to hear about me traveling in Rio? That's something I'm genuinely curious about. Um, so anyways, without further ado, I am sorry that you all had to wait for this episode, but I hope that it is landing in your ears at the most perfect time. Sifu shares a lot of loving wisdom about just how to 
support yourself during the holidays. You know, Christmas is Christmas Eve is tomorrow. It's happening. So I hope you all are taking amazing care of yourselves this season. I hope that you are feeling wonderful. I hope you're feeling loving and generous and giving. I hope you're feeling loved and supported and warm. And the last plug I will make is that I have just a couple of my $88 gift cards left. I have just a couple. Um, and you know, I just, I really like offering people an opportunity to work with me at such a low rate. So if you want an Akashic Records reading with me, if you want a quantum healing Reiki session with me, um, I also put the links for those gift cards in the bio. You can just go buy one and then they don't expire all year. Most of my Akashic Records packages, they will expire after a certain amount of time. And that's why these gift cards are so great. Not only are they discounted, but they don't expire until December 1st of 2022. So you can buy it or you can buy two and you can save it for when you really need it, knowing that you paid, you know, a much cheaper price for it. Okay. Anywho, um, I am in Rio for the month. So if there is any episodes you want to hear, if there's anything you want to learn about, anything you want me to share with you um, about what I'm even doing here, uh, let me know. And I'd love to share more with you guys. Maybe we even get Bruna on here to talk about Brazil. Okay, okay. I'm going to let you all go and get into this episode with Sifu Tony. I hope you enjoy it and I love you very much. Let's go. Welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this host, this guest host today, as I always am, because I know some really cool people. And today I have on a, a, a teacher and a guide and a, and a friend of mine, Sifu Tony is here with us. Would you say hello, Sifu? <laughs> hello, Jane. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here with you and speak to your audience today. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored to have you here. And the first thing that is that I thought I'd let you know is that you're my first non-millennial guest. <laughs> Which is like, in other words, I'm the first older guest. <laughs> you are the first guest that is like the wisdom that you carry in your body and in your essence. None of us have reached that yet, you know? So I'm really excited to have you here. And I just kind of wanted to honor that because I think that us millennials, we get really stuck in our little echo chambers of thinking that we know everything when there's so many amazing people in the generation above us that can really give us so much wisdom. And, and, and the other thing, well, <clears throat> first I'd like to kind of introduce you in the way that I would, that way that I see you. And then I'd like to let you introduce yourself in the way that, that you like to be seen. Um, so when I think of Sifu Tony, I think of a spiritual teacher, Tai Chi master, a cancer ass kicker, and, and a mother, like you're, you're such a mother. And I know that's kind of like such a priority in your life. 
Um, and so that's just kind of how I describe you in a few words. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself with my audience. Well, thank you. Um, I would say I am uh, a student of the Tao. Mm. I am uh, a constant. I may be a teacher or a Sifu, which just means teacher, but I am no way a master. Because I am always learning, always um, refining and changing. Um, as far as wisdom, I really I appreciate what you said. I think the more years we spend on this earth, the more we learn that saying, the more I think I know, the less I know. Mm. And that's really what I've been finding um, as I continue to practice Tai Chi and Qigong. Cancer, my word on that, as you know, is sea adventure. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I, that word doesn't really enter my realm a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I call it a sea adventure for those of you. Uh, I had breast cancer and Jane interviewed me for a Catalyst article, which I thought was really, really mind opening and opening to my heart because I hadn't really talked about it. Mm. You know, people had seen me and it was just kind of like, and so from that article, the sea adventure came to me and I call it that because it's a sea, like a wave of seas. Mm -hmm. It helped me see in my life, expand my awareness, which Tai Chi does be, to know what it is I wanted to have in my life and what I didn't want to have in my life. So mm it brought me back to being center, to being who I am. So I've been studying, uh, I've been a student of the Tao since the fall of 97 with Sifu master, uh, Jerry Gardner. And I, he made me a Sifu in January of 09. And it was a total surprise. We were having our annual Chinese New Year back then we got together with Red Lotus and we always had this annual meeting for Chinese New Year and he came up to me and he asked me first Sifu <laughs> Claire was ordained as a Sifu too at that mm -hmm. time and he asked us he said this is a really big deal for when you say you want to be a Sifu you make a promise to share and live the teachings of the Tao for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And he, was, he and I said, yeah, I want to, mm -hmm. because what I love about Tai Chi is it's like an onion. There's mm -hmm. always another layer that you learn from. First, it's the physical, then it's the mental and the emotional and the spiritual. And it's just like this layer that you continue. It's an infinite layer. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And that's why I continue to teach. And I love it. And I teach the Huntsman Cancer Hospital. I teach virtually and have been since COVID. And I love it. Uh, so we've been two years. And I love teaching um, patients, staff, and caregivers because it brings them back to the present. Mm -hmm. That's what Tai Chi is all about. Expanding our awareness, being in the present moment, and getting out of the future or the past or staying connected to the past clean to the past is a, probably a pretty good word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, we have so much to get into. Okay. So I love that you brought up um, the catalyst interview because that is where I first met you. Surprisingly enough, we were um, 
my listeners have heard me reference Lama Tupton Rinpoche multiple times. They've never heard me call him uh, Sifu Jerry or Jerry Gardner, but that's the interesting thing about our connection when I was assigned um, to write this story about you. She said, oh, you guys have the same teachers. You'll connect right away. Your Tai Chi teacher is my Buddhism teacher. And so I was like, this is going to be so cool. And that day I spent interviewing you at the, at the Catalyst office was just, I had such an amazing time. Like I, I was just like, I met this amazing, cool new friend and we got to chat. And then I got the amazing responsibility of taking your, the story of your sea adventure and everything you did at Huntsman. And, and I'll, I'll link that story in the show notes so people can go read about how amazing the, the studies around, around cancer and, and Qigong truly are. But so here's the thing with editorial, and this is what I learned. And I think it was the hardest lesson when I published this story is that I spent weeks and weeks putting my soul into that story. And I was so inspired by our conversation. And then, you know, you submit it to your editor and you never see it again. And your editor chops it up and cuts it up and, you know, puts it back in the magazine and you see it in print. And, and I just remember reading it thinking, oh, Sifu had so much wisdom that was edited out of this. <laughs> and of course, I'm still very proud of that story. I love it. And it's just truly one of the most beautiful stories I think I've ever published in print. Um, but I was hoping that this show could allow all that all that got edited out to, to be kind of flowed into this show um, because you have so much more to share than what I was able to fit into my word limit in an editorial magazine. So you told us a little bit about how it is to become a Sifu. I think that I want to rewind a little bit of what is Tai Chi? I don't know if my audience even knows exactly what Tai Chi even is. Tai Chi on the simplest grounds is a moving meditation. So sometimes when people, millennials think of Tai Chi, they get this vision in their head of old people moving slowly in the park, mm -hmm. right? Because we've seen Chinese people moving slowly and they think, oh yeah, well, I don't want to do that till I get older. Mm -hmm. I have a few millennials that come to my weekly class on Sunday that I teach and What's helping, I think, for you guys have so much pressure right now in your life, mm. the social media, Instagram, Facebook, and we put all of that in our head. Well, we come back to Tai Chi and it allows us to move slowly in the present moment as we connect with our breath. Mm. Tai Chi is the supreme ultimate. Tai Chi is, comes from Wu Chi. And for those of you who cannot see, if you want to think of a diagram with me at the top would be Wu Chi, which is emptiness, not the void, but that primordial awareness mm -hmm. of where everything is created. Mm -hmm. Out of Wu Chi comes yin and yang, that mm -hmm. symbol that we know of, the white with the black, the black with the white. I'm sure you guys can all visualize that symbol. Mm -hmm. And from yin and yang comes Tai Chi which brings unity, which brings balance, which brings peace. Now, Tai Chi is a physical form of sequential movements. I study uh, the yang style, and there's, there's different styles. There's 
there's Chin, there's, there's, you know, there's different styles, but I study Yang style and it is more of a medium length. There's a long style of, uh, that takes very long. There's a short form of 24 and my teacher kind of made a middle length. It has anywhere, depending on how you count the postures and the transitions, anywhere from 80 to 108 postures and transitions. Mm -hmm. Um, now we chose a while back to teach them in increments. Mm -hmm. When I first started Tai Chi and I walked into Red Lotus, met Sifu, who, as you know, at first can be very intimidating, his <laughs> presence, his voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, my daughter, when she met him, she was on my thigh for a while, even though he's the most gentle person, but you also never want to cross him. Mm -hmm. Being a master in Tai Chi, a red belt in Kung Fu, he, he is a force. Yeah. And he's also a softness. He's also a Rinpoche in the Buddhist temple, mm -hmm. right? So when I met him and we sat down, I think it was the second or third week for those of us. I was the last class that Sifu Gardner taught from beginning to end. And then from mm -hmm. then, he's like, I can't not teach beginners anymore. I just want to mm -hmm. teach those who really want to master the art of Taoism. Mm -hmm. But in that second or third week, he came around and asked us individually looking in our eyes, like, I want you to commit to a year of mm -hmm. practicing this. It's like, okay. And then after a year, he's all like, okay, three to five years. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And now it's been 20 plus years. Wow. So it's this moving meditation of change. And change comes from the inside. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us sometimes have this thing, oh, if, if Sue would just change her opinion of this, then life would be greater. If my partner would just do this, then life would be greater. No, mm -hmm. we have to change from the inside. Mm -hmm. Tai Chi helps us do that by being present and aware of where our focus is. Yeah. And we have to change those patterns within us. You know, lately I've been hearing, if you want to know where you are going to be in the future, look at your present. If you want to know how you arrived in your present, you need to look at your past. They're all connected. So we have to change habits or change our awareness in the present moment to affect our future. But it all comes from within. So Tai Chi is a moving meditation because sometimes people like as you guys sit and meditate, some people don't want to do that. It's yeah. a different way to come to that. But truly, once you learn the form, you want to sit more. But we have to go through this process of the physical being and, and being connected to our breath and really following the breath all the way to the top of the inhale and to the top of the exhale. And allowing it us more to feel so one saying i love that i use a lot is tai chi is learning about how to feel and not force mm. we try to force so many things in our lives and if it doesn't work it's that definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting different results no we have to come back i'm not saying be lazy but you mm -hmm. have to know what works for you and it also tai chi expands our awareness because i think a lot of us we only have 
life from the perspective of our own veil, mm -hmm. right? And our own experience. Well, Tai Chi helps us expand our awareness to see in our peripheral vision. So we can expand and see other perspectives to see, to listen to others without judgment. Mm. That's huge. Yeah. And when I was talking to Sifu last night before we came on here, I said one lesson that I still learn and I'm still learning every day is any resistance in my life is my own. Mm. And that's, that's a so huge responsibility, huge. Yeah. And it's nobody else's responsibility. And people say, well, what about this? What about that? No, it all comes back to you. Mm. And then from there, the next step is invest in loss, which is another Tai Chi saying. And mm. people like invest in loss. What does that mean? Well, invest in loss is let go of judgments, right? Quit trying to be right all the time. That saying, mm. do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm -hmm. But when we seek for happiness, you're already losing happiness mm, yeah. because it already resides within, as you know, from your Buddhist teachings, mm -hmm. everything we have resides within, but we're a society now that we're so reaching out. And the one thing COVID has done, and you and I talked about this is brought us back in mm -hmm. like what yeah. you concentrated on, what I can what I focused on. And it's really coming back to Tai Chi is change, Tai Chi is life. So it's more than just those movements that you learn to expand your awareness. If you come to class and you're practicing once a week with me, and then you leave the class and you get upset because somebody cut you off in driving, mm -hmm. that's not Tai Chi. <laughs> but your awareness of that and then coming yeah. back to center is mm -hmm. what's important because we all mm -hmm. get off center. And I know a few times in my class, I, I ask people to feel their center through their feet, through their breath and notice how that feels because we're such a society of knowing what being off center is. Mm -hmm. And we tell our friends about it. We tell everybody about it. Mm -hmm. But do we share when we're centered? I want to change the dialogue, mm. you know, instead of, and I think that's what you're doing on your podcast here is changing mm. the dialogue is bringing in, let's share some good news. I yeah. love to call people and share good news. Yes. But you know, in Tai Chi too, then you think there isn't good. There isn't bad. There just is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we really have to notice where our focus is because energy follows thought. Mm. Right. That's a long answer for uh. That you asked <laughs> no I love this is why this is why like the idea of having to write your answer into a to be printed in a magazine I'm like no let me just give you the freedom to just speak that's what I love about recording instead of editorial you can just speak and everyone can just receive like you have so much wisdom and and it's funny I wanted to tell you you popped into my head the other day while I was teaching I teach meditation um over on the west side a place called optum care it's it's a resource center for Medicaid users. So all of my students are above the age of 55. And so two times in the class, we'll, we'll stand up and we'll do a walking meditation. And then we'll do one kind of Qigong movement that I either learned from you or Rinpoche that I never thought I would be teaching, but these students sitting for that long really, you it's know, too much. 
it really is too much. And, and I really had to get creative here and kind of use what I've learned from you guys about, okay, what can, what kind of movement can we do for just a few minutes to kind of get our bodies feeling good again so that we can return to our posture. And, and I heard in your voice, I, I was teaching just a little movement and I, I heard your voice in my head saying, not so much effort. Don't try so hard. Don't try so hard. Not so much effort. And I remembered like how beautiful that reminder is. We, we feel it in the practice, but we need to bring that feeling in the practice into our lives. And I kind of wanted you to expand more on like, you know, contrasting yoga. I teach yoga. I practice yoga every day. In yoga, it's reach, 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 stretch, 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 open, push. We're stretching the muscles of the body. You know, we're really working on strength. And it's such a different energetic experience than Qigong where it's, and, and we'll have to get into the, the whole Qigong Difference. Tai Chi thing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, this, this, I, this reminder, of, don't try so hard. Don't try so hard. Don't effort so much. Can you, can you tell us more about what that is? Yes. Well, I think yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong are the same coin, just different sides. Mm -hmm. So you teach the very yang essence, right? Mm -hmm. The very active, the very stretching. And I teach the yin. We need both. Yeah. Both are different. So right now we're entering into the solstice this week, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the most yin season of the year. Mm -hmm. And I find it very interesting and this is what I've noticed during COVID is our ancestors during the yin season, what would they do? You think about it. They would huddle in their huts or whatever they had as a home, light a fire, tell stories, be with family. What do we do now as a modern day society? We run out to see the lights. We run out to buy gifts. We are always busy, 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 busy. Mm -hmm. And I think that excuse right now, when someone says, I'm just so busy, that's such a lame excuse to, <laughs> to me and forgive yeah. me if I'm offending anybody, but it's such <laughs> a lame excuse to not do or take time. What really is important to you. Mm -hmm. So we all have choices, whether you think you have a choice or not. Um, so I have a, I have a teenage daughter who's 17. And it's a, it's a rough time right now to be 17. I think I'm glad I grew up oh, yeah. in the age of no, nobody having cell phones there, the internet. I've lived in a really interesting generation because I grew up with no cell phones. I grew up with no internet, but yet I am now connected to all of that. Yeah. And I find that very interesting. So the thought coming back to your question of the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. is the path we want to flow on. One uh, example that Sifu gave a long time ago, and I always think about it, is we learned everything that we need to know out of life from that simple song we learned. We all learned is growing up. And I'm not, <laughs> not going to sing because I'm tone deaf. <laughs> Everybody's going to turn uh, off. Uh, but row, row, row your boat. Yeah, I'm like, I know exactly what you're about yeah, to you say. You knew what I was going to say, right? <laughs> Yeah. Gently down the stream. So what happens when we can release and not force is we flow down the stream. Mm. But what we do is we grab onto a rock. 
whether it's the past or an issue that we're dealing with at the time. And we just hold on to that rock because Mm -hmm. we're nervous. Mm -hmm. We have all this coming on in our brain and our everything. And then something will say, and then you're like, well, what will happen if I just let go of this rock? And then you go back into the flow of life. And the flow of life isn't smooth. So when I teach balancing exercises in Qigong, I'm all like, you have to, we have to embrace our wobbles because Mm -hmm. life is not smooth, Mm -hmm. but it's how we embrace that wobble is how we will move forward from there. Mm -hmm. And if we don't like the direction of what we have, we have the capability of changing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, water is the element of winter. Water is the most magnificent force, but it's the softest force. You know, in the Tao Te Ching, it says nothing can overcome anything as much as water, the softness. Softness overcomes hardness. So yes, yoga is really great. I practice yoga too, but I can't do yoga all the time without balancing and I believe your balance is probably your Buddhism right Mm -hmm, so you have that both Mm -hmm. we can't be the energizer bunny all the time Mm -hmm. and we can't be in in our still I always I love this thought of when we stand in stillness or we sit in stillness there's movement going on Mm -hmm. our heart is beating our blood is flowing So within the stillness, there's movement. And what I try to teach when with Tai Chi is bring that stillness into your movement. Get out of your head. Mm. We're so much a society of getting in our head. So when I, when I teach Tai Chi, when I practice Tai Chi, it's get into the feeling. What what does Mm -hmm. it feel like? And can you feel it without labeling or judging it? Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. And if you notice that you're judging it, come back to your breath and begin again, because we can begin again with every breath. This time of year, people are like, I'm just going to blow things off till the beginning of the year because it's a new year, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to eat whatever I want or whatever. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But just know that you're putting off beginning again when you don't Mm -hmm. have to. I think Mm -hmm. they say people breathe depending on how fast you breathe, 17 to 24,000 times a day, breaths a day. That's how many times we can begin again. Mm -hmm. That's how many times we can come back to our center. So that softness of, like you said, when we do gather in store, I like the feeling of helium balloons lifting our hands or the inhale is lifting our arms and the exhale is allowing them to float down. Taoism is following the way of nature. Nature does not force, yet all is taken care of. Mm. Um, and that emptiness that we have uh, is what creates our being. Will you indulge me to share one of my favorite stanzas of the Tao Te Ching? Uh, yes, because I mean, that's my, my next question is kind of, I want to get more into that wisdom. Okay, so this one is my favorite version is from uh, Stephen Mitchell. This book that I'm going to share it from is one of my favorite books because it has the stanzas. It's called In Harmony with the Tao. Mm. And it's a guided journey into the Tao Te Ching. And it's with the Stephen Mitchell text. But then this author 
brings his own perspective into it. And it's so beautiful um, because that's what we do with Tai Chi. We physically learn the movement, right? And then once we know the principles, which take a lifetime, right? But we continue to add on to our practice. Then we give it our own natural expression through the principles and the foundation that we learned. Mm. So this is my, one of my favorite stanzas. It's number 11 or chapters, whatever you want to call it. It has to do with emptiness. We join spokes together in a wheel, but it is the central hole that makes the wagon move. We shape clay into a pot, but it is the emptiness inside that holds whatever we want. We hammer wood for a house, but it is the inner space that makes it livable. We work with being, but non-being is what we use. So if we had a wheel with no center, it would be useless. If we had a bowl with no hole, it would be useless. Mm -hmm. So we have to continue to empty ourselves, let go of what no longer serves us, which I hear that in yoga all the time, right? That's a <laughs> universal law. Truth is truth. No matter where you hear it, no matter where you gather it, we have to let go of what no longer serves us, that emptiness to feel again what it is that brings us joy to follow our heart. And it changes all the time. Tai Chi is change. I remember a long time ago when I was teaching, uh, I think we were on uh, Cafe Pierpont back then. And there was this gentleman, mm. he was a police officer that came and uh, he didn't want to be corrected, right? In the <laughs> posture. Yeah. He was really honest and I really respect what he said. He says, I'm here just to de-stress. I have so much going on in my police work that I just want to be here. And that's when why most people choose to practice Tai Chi. If you say Tai Chi Chuan, it means ultimate supreme uh, boxing. So it is an eternal art, but it's also a martial art, but it's not practiced a lot for martially right now because what we need is to de-stress. What we need is to be present. Uh, and the most stress comes from that saying I love from Eckhart Tolle, stress is being here and wanting to be there. Mm. So stress, Tai Chi brings us back to the present moment where there is no stress. There's only stress when we cling on to the past or we worry about the future. And we all do that. Like I said before, it's coming back to the center and knowing mm. how that feels. Ah, oh, so much wisdom. So much wisdom. I love it. And okay, so for anyone who maybe is um, thrown off by a lot of the terms we're throwing around, correct me if I'm wrong. The Tao Te Ching was written by Lao Tzu in like ancient China. Right. And my understanding is that he wrote this beautiful text for anyone listening. Like it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. But my understanding was that he built it for like a, a ruler to rule his, his people better. Is that correct? That pop, that it's true, <laughs> but it's also, um, and it's Laozu or Laozir, however you say it, right? Mm-hmm. It, both tomato, tomato. It's also not known whether he was a true uh, being or a fictional mythical character. Oh, okay. And so, you know, 
he, he is, he was, it, it's like, um, like when you read a book that is fictional, I think of Paulo Kaleo, which is one of my favorite authors who wrote The Alchemist. I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have heard of that. He writes fiction, but it's truth. Mm. So that's how I think of the Tao Te Ching, but it's universal law. Yeah, he, he didn't really want it to be out there. Mm-hmm. But he, it, and it's one of the oldest texts that had been out there over and over. And so many people refer to it in meditation, in yoga. It's, it's one that you can read and study, like, uh, study a stanza or a chapter for months. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the understanding will unfold as your wisdom unfolds. And I have to say a difference between knowledge and wisdom real quick. Yeah. Right. So the difference, knowledge is accumulated information from books, you know, uh, what we acquire from the outside, right? That's knowledge. And a lot of people have a lot of knowledge and that's great. It's what we learn from that accumulated knowledge is wisdom Mm -hmm. from experience. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that without having a direct experience. Mm-hmm. So we can sit here and talk about the benefits of Tai Chi and Qigong, but you're never going to know until you actually have that direct experience. Yeah. Cause it's hard. It's like, well, what do you do? Well, we connect with our breath. We move slowly. We give 70% of our effort. We mm-hmm. are present. People just look at you, you know, and I'm like, you know, experience a class, you know, and if you can do it in person, if not Mm -hmm. do it on zoom, whatever Mm -hmm. resonates with you. And I think maybe one thing that your listeners may be questioning, like we're throwing around Qigong and Tai Chi. What's the difference? Yeah. I wanted to kind of deconstruct because when I think of like being a student of the Tao, I, I think of, and I am, I'm not, this is your, this is your field. I think of, um, the Tao Te Ching, you know, those teachings, and then the practices are kind of found in Tai Chi and Qigong. And, and that's kind of where I see it, you know, that tradition unfolding. So explain that to us a little more. Well, from my understanding, uh, as you know, Tai Chi was very secretive in, and it was a martial art. And uh, the Qin family, uh, it's believed that they started it and they were teaching martial arts to their family to protect themselves. Mm. And someone from the Yang family was looking through the fence and was watching them practice. And he went back home and he practiced and he practiced. Well, he got caught from someone from the Chin family and he said, show me what you know. And he did so well that they started to teach them. Right. And so that's how it kind of started. But then also Tai Chi came from masters sitting on the mountain. Remember uh, back at Red Lotus, how we had the mural across and, you know, sitting on top of of the mountain from masters sitting there meditating and then looking out in nature and watching animals, the Mm. crane, the snake, the tiger. And so they created these movements from nature. Mm. Um, there is always Qigong is known as some people say the grandfather of Tai Chi. Simplest, I like to explain it as Qigong can be like a Qigong is like a yoga class. You could come in, it's a drop-in class, mm-hmm. you receive a lot of benefits, and then you can go home. 
Tai Chi takes it a step further. And in Tai Chi, there's always Qigong warm-ups. But in Qigong, sometimes there's not always Tai Chi. I do do both. Since I practice both, I can bring uh, uh, cloud hands into a Qigong class. Mm -hmm. I can bring push against mountain, which are postures in Tai Chi. So the difference between the two is Tai Chi is a sequential movement that you build upon. So I teach in like 16, six week increments. So the first six weeks, we learn the first 13 postures of Chin Man Ching. And those 13 postures are the foundation for the rest of the movements. Um, so it's sequential. So I may teach postures A and B the first week. And then the next week we review A and B at C or D, depending on where everybody is. And you get this fluid movement and you have to practice. You can't mm -hmm. just come to class once a week. Um, you'll be frustrated. But frustration yeah. is good, right? Because that will change a habit. And you'll think, mm. Sifu used to always say, I thought this was so funny and just so truth telling. He's all like, do you have any questions? And you know, when you're in a class and you're the teacher <laughs> and you ask questions and people look down at the floor mm -hmm. and Sifu would say, don't worry if you don't have any questions, I'll know what your questions are by as soon as begin, as we begin movement, oh. I'll know where your questions are. And then he's like, if you don't have any questions, you're not practicing. So my goal was like every week I'd have a question, whether it was how my hand moved or my alignment or my breath, uh, because I wanted him to know I, I was practicing. But that's really true, right? If we don't ask the questions, the wisdom is in asking the questions. Mm -hmm. The knowledge is in receiving the answer. You have to ask those questions to receive wisdom. Hmm. Just accumulate knowledge. It's just like a library just sitting there. Yeah. But we have to ask the questions. And then uh, I keep referring to Sifu because, of course, I've been with him forever. Uh, <laughs> don't take my word for it. Go and experience it for yourself. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the difference simply is Qigong can be a drop-in class. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. I have things that uh, I repeat. In fact, some friends of mine are saying, I love coming to your class because the beginning is pretty much the same. Mm. They can delve into their foundation, into that meditation. And then on, in Qigong, depending on the seasons, are the exercises I'm going to do. So as we move into winter, we will have more very yin movements more water more fluid and then when we get into spring it's more wood more you know starting to begin to spring and autumn are those transitional seasons from yin and yang mm -hmm. um, and the, what i love about winter and i don't know why i didn't think about it but a few years ago it came to me winter's the only season that crosses two years mm, which i think is is amazing yeah right? So it's that really hibernating time. And so I really encourage your listeners to really listen to your heart when you get invited to so many things during the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, my little thing is, if it's a hell yeah, I'm going to do it. If it's <laughs> not, I'm going to politely say no. Mm -hmm. And know that when you're saying no to others, you're saying yes to yourself. Mm -hmm. And they respect that. Because mm -hmm. if you go to something and you're not present, 
What kind of gift are you giving them? That's the biggest gift you can give anybody this time of season is your gift of your presence. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some times where like, yeah, I don't want to go, but I'm going to go. And then you're so excited you went. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm so glad I came. I got to mm-hmm. meet you. We had this conversation. Mm-hmm. It really expanded my awareness. But it all comes mm-hmm. back to listening to your heart, mm-hmm. listening to your truth, which may not be somebody else's truth. And that's totally something I, I, that stuck with me. I'm, I'm like flashing back to the catalyst office when you were saying like, I, I give a sacred no so that my yes can be sacred. It's, it's like the, it's you, you were kind of motivating to say no to more things so that when you say yes to something, you show up so fully and presently because you're not like, sending all of your energy out into a hundred directions because you said yes to everything. And, and that's really stuck with me since our, the first time we ever had a conversation. And it's been so supportive because I think that we do feel like the polite thing is to, to say yes. And then we get there and, and that energy is that energy of obligation. You're right. It's not, it's not the gift we want to give. That is uh, another answer to your, to uh, more ease and less force mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that's yeah. how we create more ease in our life. What I think is so funny is that what is that saying? I'm trying to think of um, pay no mind, no matter. Right? Mm-hmm. We think that people are thinking about us all the time, and and you guys, <laughs> they're not. They're really not. They're really not. And they're and maybe they're being polite to you and obligating you and inviting you, mm-hmm. right? So you have to go within and really mm-hmm. listen to your heart and people will respect that. Yeah. People mm-hmm. respect that. And then, I mean, if I could be so humble to say me sharing that with you lighted a, a match to you. And now mm-hmm. you share that with others. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yes. Right. Yes. We light one match and then that match lights another. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that without first lighting the match within. Mm. And that comes from within. Happiness comes from within. And explaining that to uh, my daughter right now, she understands. But then there's so much pressure from the outside. Mm -hmm. The Instagram, the socialism, how you should be, how you should look, how you should act. And she doesn't have that wisdom yet, nor do I expect her to. But she will grow into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We learn from our experiences. Yeah. That's how, you know what's so funny is people just want to be happy and all the time. And I think it's from Abraham Hicks. We learn from contrast. If yes. we didn't learn from what we didn't want, then how would we know what we want? Exactly. Oh my gosh. And I love that you bring up Abraham Hicks because I'm big on them and and I love that. Oh, I don't like this thank you. I'm seeing what I don't like so that I can focus on what I do like and what I do want. And that's such a beautiful way to kind of redirect your, your focus. Um, so you, we, I, something that we share is that we have the same teacher and we both reference him frequently. And I love how he's Sifu to you. He's Rinpoche to me. And, and I think that's something that is unique that I, I kind of wish I were seeing more in my generation is that it's, it's not so much that we have a very strict, authentic teacher. 
It's more that we have a very strict, authentic teacher who is expecting us to take full responsibility of these ancient teachings and honor them, embody them, study them for the rest of our lives. And that we've both very willingly like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm game, you know? And sometimes, um, you know, someone asked me the other day, like, well, if I come to the Buddhist temple, are they going to like try to, you know, get me to become Buddhist? And I said, no. Do you know the responsibility of taking on this ancient tradition to practice it, to study it, to have questions for your teacher every week? Because he asks us the same thing. If you don't have questions, you must not be practicing. And I'm like, I'm practicing and my questions are hard to put into words. (laughs) Um, you know, and carrying this, I feel it's such a huge responsibility. And that's what I said to this guy. Like, I don't want some guy on the street to walk in and like, be like, oh, I want to take responsibility for this ancient tradition. Same thing goes with Tai Chi. You can't drop in and learn Tai Chi. And if, (laughs) if you want to learn Tai Chi from uh, Rinpoche or or Sifu, you're going to, and this was my experience in the Buddhist temple. You're, how do I, how do I want to say this? You are going to push past your ego and, oh my gosh, how do you explain this more? And your comfort, like the amount of times that Rinpoche would do or say something to me that I don't know why I didn't run out of there crying. And instead I just stayed there and was like, this is good for me. I'm learning. And, And he was so hard on me in the beginning. And now he's never hard on me. It's like, I finally broke through and. And, and the point that I'm trying to make is that I don't see a lot of my peers going into this really traditional, strict lineage practices. And I fear it because I think that it's so necessary. And, and really what I'm speaking on is this idea of mastery, like really taking something so seriously as Rinpoche wants us to. Um, can you kind of speak on that for maybe people who got too intimidated by a presence like him and, and walked away. What, what do we have to learn here? Well, we have to learn that it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. We have our, Sifu is very, and when you were saying how hard he was with you, when after I got through beginning class and he dropped me into advanced class, and then we would do push hands, I would be his chosen partner sometimes. And it was, it was very intimidating, very intimidating. And it was just like, but I, the intimidation was out of love. And I knew mm-hmm. that the moment he said, because he would correct me, like, and correct me in, in, in the physical postures. And one thing he said that stuck with me, he says, know that I'm correcting you because I care about you. Mm-hmm. When I quit correcting you, and not speaking to you, that's when you worry. And I thought, yeah. And then every time he correct me, I'm like, okay, good. I'm still. <laughs> but I think the mastery comes from those small incremental steps that we learn from ourselves, from our teacher. And right now, it seems like I don't like to generalize, but everybody wants instant gratification. Our, mm-hmm. our society is a world of instant gratification. I mean, I have people like, did you get my text? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> did you get my, you know, and it's just like, I, 
you know, I have certain times that I reply, I'm getting better, you know, I'm not, I'm not like my daughter and constantly connected to my phone. And she doesn't realize how different that is. And it's like, well, I can't imagine constantly be connected to the phone all the time. Mm -hmm. So mastery comes from taking those small uh, consistency in your practice. Mm. So one thing I learned is, as Sifu Rinpoche tells us, you must touch your practice every day. And the example I like to give is if you received medication, let's say for a flu that you had from the doctor, you have to take it every day. Well, if you forget to take it for a few days, you take them all the next day. No, you don't. Right. And so people, especially this time of year, I just want to tell people you want it as I love, this comes from Abraham Hicks, right? We want to set an idea like if we're shooting baskets that we can make the basket that it's in reach, but not so far, we won't make the basket. So don't tell yourself, Oh my God, it's the beginning of the year. I am not going to eat this, this, and this, and I'm going to be totally healthy. I'm going to work out five days. You know, I'm going to spend an hour on Wednesday at yoga and two hours at the gym on, on Friday. It's like, no, 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 come back. Touch your practice every day. What can you do today? If there's a goal or something that you want. So my goal was to touch, to master is to touch this practice every day, whether it's sitting or movement, or I tell people that Tai Chi is conscious breaths, mm-hmm. being very conscious. So every time I get in the car, not every time, let's be honest, right? I, I'm still learning like everybody else, <laughs> but I get in my car and I take conscious breaths before I turn on the ignition. I take some conscious breaths before I teach a class, before I create, as Abraham would say, a new segment. I'm going into a new segment in my life. Mm. I'm going to take some conscious breaths. I'm going to. So that's where mastery comes. Mastery does not come overnight. And as you know, right now, our teacher is just like cringing of people like saying you can get this certification over a weekend. And I'm exaggerating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've had people want to know you know, am I doing certifications? Am I doing that? And eventually I think I will, I'm not, but it's going to be like a two or three year thing. Yeah. It's not going to be over four weeks Mm -hmm. because you cannot do that. He always says like, he's been practicing what for 50 years now, plus more. He's always scratching the surface. And I think, gosh, if he's scratching the surface, I'm still heading down to the surface. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, there's so much to learn. And we learn from, I think one thing I'm constantly learning learning is I being a Virgo, right? I don't have to be Mm. perfect. I Mm. learn from my failures. I learn from my successes and I'm humble through them both because Mm. it is what it is. So mastery is just taking one step at a time to what it is you desire, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be, whether it's Buddhism, Tai Chi, art, gardening, you know, Mm. whatever that is, it's just one step towards that. Um, I don't know if you've heard the book of, uh, by James Clare called atomic habits. Mm -mm. Um, Brene Brown had him had her on her podcast. And if you guys want to listen to a really great podcast, it's two parts on Brene Brown, Daring to Lead. And the biggest, one of his biggest quotes that he has, it just hit me to the core 
And it's like, we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm, our wow. habits. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's that saying that we won't change a habit or create a new mastery until the pain of that comfortability is harder than the change of mastery. Wow. So I really thought about that. It's like, and Sifu lately, you know, and as you know, he's always like, change the patterns, change the patterns. Mm -hmm. So I invite your students or your listeners to like a simple pattern to change, which I think is very eye-opening is the way you drive yourself home in the car. Yeah. Don't do the same drive all the time. Try a different street. Yeah. Take an extra minute. Go see something you haven't seen. Mm. I love you know, that. How many times have we driven into the driveway? I'm guilty. And wonder how we got there. <laughs> Because we're yeah. an autopilot. We're not uh -huh. present. Yeah. So changing patterns helps us to be more present. Helps mm. us to gain mastery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Helps us mastery to stay conscious. Is, and to stay conscious. Mastery yeah. is this big vastness. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. Mm, what's the word I want to say? It's not conducive to one thing. Yeah. It's opening yeah. and unfolding to all that is. Mm. I feel this um, kind of New Year's intention we can invite our audience into because this was me this morning in the shower, like oh, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to do this and this and this. I get very excited about resetting for the new year, but I feel like I want to reframe everything I'm asking myself to, what am I mastering this year? Mm. Just that, what am I mastering? And, and how am I showing that in the way that I act in my actions in my habits in the way that I carry myself through my day and so you could even kind of look at your day yesterday like you look at all the things you did yesterday what what are you mastering like what have you what did you touch on that you're right. mastering and and I think you know something else that's that's kind of coming up here is so many people always I obviously I have tons of people ask me like how did you like get to be just like so mellow and so calm and so warm and all of this and that? And, and they, like you said, they want this, you know, I feel like sometimes people come to my meditation classes or they come to get a Reiki session with me and they think I'm going to like, they want the magic secret. Exactly. And I get frustrated because what they didn't see was the eight hours a week I spent sitting on my cushion in front of Rinpoche being taught in a very, very strict setting and being so devoted, so devoted that literally my, my whole life changed, you know, because I became so, so devoted and, and maybe I give off this like lackadaisical, like I just go with the flow and that I didn't like work really, really hard to become this mellow person that I am that, you know, you have to touch on it every day. You have to touch on it every day. And I don't know about you, but I am not this. And I get the same thing. Like, oh, I bet your life is just, you know, just flowing and everything. It's like, <laughs> no, it isn't. Ask yeah. my daughter. I mean, she said something to me during COVID. And this is very vulnerable for me to share, but I'm going to share it because we all, you know, we're all learning but we were having a heated argument and I don't, you know, discussion or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. And it doesn't matter what it was, but she, cause she is a very old soul. And she turned around to me and she says, you know, 
you're not teaching, you're not living what you're teaching. Oh. Yeah. Arrow in the heart. Mm. I need to regroup. Mm -hmm. I need to come back. I need to, you know, because we all get handed those messages Mm. and we got to come back to center. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's yeah. It's the same thing as far as design, right? When I, I'm also a graphic designer. If I design something, uh, Oh, let me share this story. I thought was really good. Uh, So Vincent van Gogh was in a coffee shop. Okay. And this lady noticed him and came up to him and said, could you draw just, could you just draw something for me on this napkin? And he says, sure. Took him like 10 minutes, hands it to the lady and says, that'll be $10,000. And she says, what do you mean? It took you less than 10 minutes. He goes, no, what you don't know is how long it took me to create that in 10 minutes. Wow. And I love that story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you don't just like you said you don't see what I do behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to make it look flawless yeah wow and and Sifu or Rinpoche is probably the one of the most uh what's the word one of the most dedicated practitioners I know yeah for sure he practices more than we do and he is a human being just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. We're all human beings. We're really spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. But our spirituality isn't inside. Only a small piece of us is inside this physical being. Mm-hmm. We're all out here. We're all connected to the cosmos. Yeah. We are all connected. You and I are connected. We're all connected. And we're connected to the guy in the street that doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just embracing all of that. And, and when I, Sifu tells me stories of how when he was learning Tai Chi, you know, he started out in Kung Fu. I don't know if you heard the story at Wise Bookstores, right, in New York. And he was working in the bookstore and this guy came up to him and said, you need to practice Tai Chi. And he turned around, the guy was gone. He's all like, what? What? Like, what do you mean? I'm a Kung Fu, you know? And so anyway, he ended up going to him and my mind, damn it, is blank of who it was, but it was one of the disciples of Chin Men Ching and took him to this undisclosed, right? Because back then you just <laughs> have Tai Chi studios, right? It was underground and you went yeah. in, he goes, and I get in there and he's all like, I'm like, what do these Tai Chi people have to teach me? You know, I'm a Kung Fu. And he he started working with him and doing push hands, which is for your listeners is a two person uh, Tai Chi movement where you try to find their center. And if you want to see something really cool, you just go on YouTube and look up Chin Men Ching and watch him do push hands with people. And he's like 80 mm-hmm. years old and they're flying across the room. Wow. And I've been thrown with Sifu and it's quite intense, but anyway, oh. it was just like, <laughs> He was in there and he's like, these people have something and he was getting thrown. And he's like, but I'm Kung Fu, I'm solid, right? (laughs) Uh, I thought that was very interesting. And uh, one time I asked him a question when I was beginning is, if you had the best Kung Fu practitioner and the best Tai Chi practitioner, who would win in combat? Wow. And he sat there and he thought about it and he said, 
he goes, well, let's think about this. And I'm going to totally shorten his answer. Um, <laughs> Kung Fu is force against force, right? Mm-hmm. Kung Fu. Tai Chi is taking the energy of the other person and letting them flow with it. So if someone were to throw me a punch, I would grab their hand and just let them continue with that flow. Mm. I would not do force against force. Mm-hmm. And that's where Tai Chi is flowing with the life. Mm, right? wow, I thought that cool. was very, very interesting. And when you do push hands with somebody, you want to find their center through feeling in the back of their palm. And when you practice with Sifu, you move and He's like, you're already gone. Like you mm-hmm. move an eighth of an inch and you're already off center and you're down. And yeah. it's so interesting. And it keeps reminding us. And what I remind students when we practice is get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Go down into your heart. Um, but we have to begin in the lower Dandian, which is the belly, the psychic sea of energy. We have to begin there. People want to jump to the heart. It's like, no, you have to build a foundation in your lower Dandian, the center of who we are, the water. Mm. Then you can move up to your emotions and then as above, so below. But you can't start here. You have mm. to start down below. And people like you were saying that come up to you. How do you do this, Jane? How can they want to start here? <laughs> you have to build a foundation to your house, to your practice mm. before you can move up. And the foundation takes time. Mm-hmm, it does. But we, if we have time, we might as well be mastering something that we love. Exactly. Uh, yes, exactly. And I think, you know, even, even like I recently, I, I picked up my old electric guitar again because I stopped mastering it. And it's just something in my life that I love so much that, How beautiful. you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna let, and it's funny because now I'm not playing professionally. It's, it's, it's like the value around this gift has changed that it's just for me. I don't have to be perfect at it. I can sound awful. It's just for me. It's for no one else, but I still want to keep mastering this skill. I don't want to just, I would be so sad if, you know, I always hear people, I was thinking about this the other day. I always hear people who say things like, I used to be strong like her, or I used to be really good at guitar, or I used to be really into golf. And I always, why do you even say that? Like, you say that because you wish you still were. So if there's something that you, you know, you wish you were still doing, maybe you weren't great at it. Maybe you, you weren't the best at it. Can you touch it every day and bring those things that you love into your life? Because I don't want to be 80 years old and dying and realize that I didn't touch a guitar for the last 40 years, you know, like that would be because I just kind of got distracted, honestly, got busy, forgot about what is what I care about the most, you know? But we also have to do, yeah, I think that's such a beautiful story because you're bringing it back. Anything we do for anything we do in life is truly for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Anything that we think we want, like, I don't know whether it's a new car or a house, we want that because we think achieving that goal or whatever is going to bring a certain feeling to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what we need to be is like, how do I want to feel? How does this guitar make me feel? Oh, this, this really means a lot to me. I'm going to practice this. Mm-hmm. To me, sometimes it's hearing music and dancing while I'm cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's by and we got to keep it light. So you and yeah. I have been talking about how strict, you know, Sifu is. <laughs> he has the best humor. Yeah, he's he hilarious. Light. And, and I love how he'll, when he starts a class, sometimes he'll be like, did you laugh today? 
Did you yeah. laugh today? Did yeah. you laugh at yourself today? Mm-hmm. Right. We have to laugh at ourselves. Mm. You know, we take things so seriously. Like you're saying, people are saying, I used to do this. I, I you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Energy follows thought. I'm going to come back and, and be like, I would like to bring this back into my life again. What small mm-hmm. step can I do today? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, I'm going to practice my guitar five hours a day, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm going to like, um, I'm going to practice for 20 minutes mm-hmm. or five minutes in between mm-hmm. clients. Yeah. yeah. You know, wherever I can fit it in is where I want to fit it in. And then once you fit those things in your life that you bring you passion and make your heart sing, it's amazing how you find more time for that. Right. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. happens that way. And then people are like, mm-hmm. how did you find time for that? It's like step by step. Mm-hmm. Consistency yeah. is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you never get to the top of the mountain ever. No, you don't. We're and there's valleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Sifu Solomon? No, I don't think I ever met them in Wisconsin now, but I remember one time he took his hand out. So if you think of your hand being spread out, that there's life in valleys. So sometimes you're learning and you're doing really good. And then you go down into a valley Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's what life is. It's up and down, but we have to embrace it all because as my dear friend who who just passed away a little bit ago, um, it is what it is. Mm -hmm right? It is, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Life keeps going on, Mm -hmm. but it is, we are the director of our life. And when I hear people saying it's this, it's that, it's that circumstance, it's this person, I just have to bless them because may you too know that it is your choice. Mm. Yes. You know, and and we are who we hang out with. You know, you want to hang out with somebody who inspires you. And that's one reason why you and I are still hanging out with our teacher. Yeah. Right. And and that community Mm -hmm. because they inspire us. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, what I want to do is inspire Mm -hmm. people to be their own teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, that saying the teacher appears when the student is ready. Mm -hmm. Well, the teacher teaches that student to be the best who they are and not rely on the teacher. Yeah. That's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's what oh seafood gosh. gives to us. My cheeks hurt. I'm like trying to relax my face from just like being so excited about everything you're saying. Um, but, you know, I, when you said the, you know, the teacher finds us when the student is ready, I wonder if even me, I'm like, I need one of your Qigong classes right now. I feel so motivated in this moment. If anyone's listening and they're like, okay, I want to learn Qigong. I want to learn Tai Chi from Sifu Tony. Um, I know you have offerings coming up. Can you share all of that with us? How can yeah. we find you? Well, the first place to go would be my website, which I have to say, I'm very humble. I just redid it uh, with a village and uh, I'm really proud of it. So you would go to my website and uh, go under events and I'm offering two events at the end of January. And just how you were saying about instead of looking at goals, being mastery and being excited about resetting and Mm -hmm. rebirthing right at the beginning of the year. So I purposely planned the Qigong two hour event at the end of January, 
because coming from my experience of when I used to teach aerobics and step and back in the day, many, many moons ago, that the people's goals going out all on fire lasts about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, you know, so I purposely planned it at the end. And I think it's Saturday, the 29th. It's on my website. There'll be two hours and we're going to learn about the elements of winter. Mm. So the water element, the color, the emotion, um, the organs, all of that about winter. So it is how to reset and rebirth and begin again. And then I'm also going to begin a new, oh, I'm actually doing two classes, the first 13 postures of uh, Tai Chi, and that'll go six weeks. And then the, for, I have a group who want to continue and I'm calling that the brush knee series. So it'll go from the beginning all the way up to brush knees. And then probably in spring, I'll have one more and then I'll go from brush knees to the first half. Mm. Um and I have a couple of people repeating the first 13 postures again. Yeah. Um, and whenever, you know, you want to go with the flow that feels good for you. But yeah, and I also teach virtually every Tuesday night. So wherever you are in the world, uh, I won't pick that up again till after the holidays. Again, look at my classes. Mm -hmm. And then if you know, or you yourself are a patient or a caregiver or a staff member through the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. I teach in the mornings four days a week for them and it's totally free. And there's a link on my website, how you would register through that. Cool. And on Sundays, I teach at a yoga studio here in Salt Lake, uh, Mountain Ooh. Yoga Sandy. Okay. And it's Sundays from 1030 to 1130. And you, it's on my website and it's a Qigong class and you can just come in and, and experience it. But I do, like I said, coming back, it's all about direct experience. You can listen to what Jane and I are saying all day long. You can get on the internet, see all the benefits of Tai Chi and Qigong, but that's not going to mean anything if it doesn't personally affect you, your mm -hmm. heart, your soul, yeah. to create a change or to expand your awareness. Mm, yes. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, let's get you guys who are listening into a class. So if you're just wanting to check it out, you know, I would recommend going to the two hour Qigong workshop and Sifu is actually the first teacher I've ever experienced um, who talks so much about the seasons. That was that's something that's very unique to the way that you teach, which I understand is um, rooted in Chinese medicine. Is that correct? It is traditional Chinese medicine. And that's more of the Qigong aspect because there's foods we should be eating more now of. Right. Mm -hmm. And the winter, and there's like an animal that's for winter. And, and I'll give you a little sneak preview. The animal of winter is the bear. Ooh. He knows how to hibernate, but he knows how to be there when he needs to be. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's, and that's in person, correct? That's in person. That's at Vitalize okay. Studio here in Salt Lake. My oh, friend beautiful. Lucy. Yeah, it'll be at Vitalize. And I think okay. it's a uh, 12th. Uh, I have to look 1 30 to 3 30 or 12 it's 12 30 to 2 30 okay and uh yeah it's going to be beautiful uh like I said we'll do some active listening as far as the elements I'll have a handout for that if you want to bring a note and journal to take your own notes because for me everybody learns differently if I have a handout I have to add my own notes to it to help me mm -hmm. remember but that's just mm -hmm. me yeah. Um, and then we'll actually do some physical practice and we're going to do a partner exercise. That'll be really fun too. 
Cool. And then if you are a person who maybe is more familiar with this and you have finally found your teacher that can actually teach you Tai Chi and you feel like you're ready to, you know, actually commit to learning all of these postures, then I would, I, I think that it's exciting that you're offering these kind of sequenced classes so that people can come and start learning from you. So I'll put your website, which does look very good, by the way, I'll put your website and the dates of your events in the show notes so that anyone listening can go check it out. And I'll link your Tuesday night um, Zoom classes too, so that anyone who's not in town can go check it out. I know that I did some of your uh, like Facebook videos while I was in quarantine and they're really supportive. It's way better to be with you in person, but I want to do some more of those in the upcoming year. So I want to do more videos to be more accessible to other Mm. people. And the Tuesday nights will begin again after, you know, in January, probably not the first week, but after. So uh, because we're all, you know, taking care of, I I almost said we're all busy, but we're all doing what we choose (laughs) to do right now during the holidays. See, I even catch myself, right? (laughs) Yeah. What you want to do through the holidays that brings your heart joy, that gives you some Mm -hmm. peace, that gives you some connection because human beings are meant to connect. Mm -hmm. And if it's sad during the holidays, like you've lost someone or you're feeling very alone, just know you're really not alone. And it's okay Mm. to feel sad. Mm. The way we get through our emotions, emotions, right? We have to move through them. So Mm. be with yourself if you're sad. Mm. Just embrace what it is. Don't put on this face that everything's fine. Be who you are Mm. at any given moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Allow it. Allow it to be. Allow it to be. So my simple just to probably close here my my personal mantra is to simply be and that Mm -hmm. is breathe and expand b stands for Mm -hmm. breathe and expand that's what we're meant Mm -hmm. to do and every time we breathe and expand we have to come back and ground Mm -hmm. that's what my new logo kind of creates it's a it's a play it's uh created from the yin yang and i worked Mm -hmm. with another tai chi instructor who's also a graphic designer sifu darcy And the aspen leaf is my favorite leaf. I love to see it Mm. shimmer. It shimmers Mm -hmm. all the time when I'm hiking. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's round. It's it's not like a regular leaf. It's very round, which is very Tai Chi. Mm. And in feng shui, it is uh, abundance. Mm. But in my logo of the yin yang, the the aspen leaf is coming out of the yin yang, right? Mm. We have to expand out of our comfort zone. And then the bottom half of the yin yang is the roots because we have to stay grounded. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what we learn or what we expand or how cool we think we are for the moment or whatever it may be, <laughs> we have to come back and give thanks and ground. Wow. As Sifu would say, giving thanks to our ancestors, giving thanks yes. to ourselves. You know, we have to do that mm. to all those who came before us because that's why we're here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Sifu, it's been such an honor to have you on this show today. Thank you so much for just taking the time, especially, you know, it is the holidays this week. This episode will be coming out to make everyone feel warm and supported and loved throughout the holidays. And I'm just really honored that we could have someone as special as you on the show today. Jane, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure and I hope some of this resonates with some of your listeners. And if it doesn't, just let it go. 
<laughs> yeah, just let the rest, if you're still listening and none of it made sense, <laughs> we're amazed. It's okay. But I'm, I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that you spoke to so many, so many people. So thank you so much, Sifu. And to everybody listening, we love you very much. I'm sure that Sifu would love to hear from you if something she said today really, really supported you. And of course, I'd love yeah, to Yeah, I would love it. Email me. It's on my website. Any questions, anything I can do for you, I'm here in service for you. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Sifu. And thank you to everybody listening.